Welcome back to another episode of the Brawn Body Health and Fitness Podcast. So glad that you're joining us today. Today I'm joined by Miranda Lee, who's the host of the Empowered Podcast, to be discussing how you can find your why in fitness, how fitness overlaps with faith, and so much more. This is an incredible episode, but before we get to it, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors. Miranda, welcome to the show. Excited to have you on today. Yeah, thanks so much, Dan. Excited to be here. So for people who aren't familiar with you and your podcast, could you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Miranda Lee. I am a faith-based health and confidence coach. Um, I'm also a certified personal trainer um, through NASM, and I have my applied health science um, degree and my master's in business. Um, so yeah, I love, um, helping just busy go-getters, um, just build that self-confidence through food, freedom, fitness, and faith. I love integrating, um, faith into, you know, the world of health and wellness. And, um, you know, I myself struggled, um, with that for so many years, I struggled with, um, multiple eating disorders, just being so caught up in, diet culture and all these myths and horrible things that, you know, society was trying to tell you that you needed. And honestly, it wasn't until I fully surrendered to God that I was actually able to find food freedom and to just honor him and everything that I did and to like break the shackles that, um, that, that those eating disorders and diet culture had on me. So um, I just feel like God has really put on my heart to help other people who are struggling with the same thing. Definitely. I love how you blend faith and fitness together. And it sounds like that kind of comes from a personal backstory as well, how your faith helped you through some very difficult times. And they've now led you into the position you're currently in that allows you to give back and help other people along their own health and fitness journeys, which is absolutely incredible. So how do you go about helping other people uh, blend their faith with their fitness? And how can people start incorporating faith into exercise and workout and their overall health routine? Yeah. So, you know, God wants to be part of everything that we do. He doesn't just want to be part of our lives on Sunday when we go to church or at night when we pray before we, we go to sleep. Like he wants to be part of every single thing that we do. And, you know, that includes, you know, working out, eating healthy, um, just every aspect of health and wellness. And I know at least specific, specifically for me, I realized my biggest issue with, you know, my body and my obsession with, um, with eating super healthy and working out like four hours a day was that I wasn't doing it for God. I was doing it to like meet these unrealistic expectations um, that society puts on us. And at the end of the day, um, we think that we can like hate ourselves enough that eventually we're going to love ourselves. And that's, it, it doesn't work that way. First of all, if you don't love who you are now, you're not going to love who, you know, your future self. Um, and, you know, God put us on earth for this, re- for a reason. And God made, you know, this amazing soul to put in this temporary body. And as humans, like we're so obsessed with like just the temporary body, 
Um, and you know, God wants us to, to treat it like a temple. God wants us to work out and eat healthy, but God doesn't want it to make like, doesn't want it to be like the end all be all. Like we just spend our whole life obsessed with, (laughs) with what pant size we wear, how much muscle we have, how much the scale says. Um, so I think if you really just know the true motivation behind like, why are you doing what you, what you're doing? Are you working out and eating healthy because you feel like you have to please man? Like, no, not, not a good, not a good reason. But if you're working out and eating healthy to glorify God, because you were just so thankful that, you know, God gave us this temporary body. And if we take care of it, we can be here longer to spread, you know, to spread the word of God and, um, you know, to be his disciples and stuff that, you know, that's, that's a great reason. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to, to better yourself, to eat healthier, to work out. There's nothing wrong with that, but what's your motivation behind it is what I always ask. Definitely. What are your intentions? I really like that. And it's pretty easy to tell from an outsider perspective when someone's intentions are clear and pure and when they really mean the best for themselves and for all those around them. And it's also really too, uh, easy to tell when, you know, maybe people are not uh, meaning the best for themselves and those around them. Uh, some of those habits just really stick out like a sore thumb, at least to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, especially when you're, when you're a coach, when you're a personal trainer, when like you're certified in this, like you, you see it. And then especially as like a person of faith. Um, it kind of, it, it makes you really reflect on yourself as well, because like no one knows yourself the way you do. And, you know, like I said, we, it's so easy for us to try to please man and please society that like, we're so worried about like what the outside is, you know? Um, okay. Am I going to the gym two hours a day, every day? Am I ordering the right thing? Am I hitting my macros? am I doing this and that? But like, first of all, no one's looking at you. Everyone's too worried about themselves. So no one really cares. Um, and you're going to have to answer to God. God's the one who like, if God puts you on earth and put, surrounded you by all these wonderful people and you're sitting at a dinner table and you're spending that entire time in your head, like, okay, how am I going to track these macros? Am I going to be able to calorie count? Oh, those are carbs. Can't eat that. Oh, that's processed. Can't eat that. Like, and you're not even like, that is so selfish. Can I just say that is so selfish. That time you could be spending with your family, your friend, you could be spreading the word of God. You can be using these amazing gifts that God has, has given you. And you're deciding to like count the calories in your mashed potatoes. Like okay <laughs> it's not that big of a deal and we we do that I know especially me I would like not want to go out to eat during the week and be like no um I'd you know not eat all day before like a Thanksgiving dinner and then make sure I could track it like even on my wedding day I woke up early to get a full workout in you know I fasted and it's just like looking back like that's ridiculous but so many of us do it you're right, right. And you brought up a point with the wedding there. How many people will go on like a weight loss kick leading up to their wedding? And then once the wedding's over, just completely throw it to the wayside, right? Um, it's amazing how we have these 
habits that we fall into that don't align with good fitness practice or good faith practice for that meet, uh, for that kind of connection there. Uh, and really, faith and fitness have a lot in common, at least from my experiences and my perspective and what I've been able to tell from your past experience as well. Uh, faith is very similar to a muscle. If you don't work it consistently, it's going to grow weaker and weaker and weaker. And then when you get to a time where you really need it, it may or may not be there to deliver for you. Uh, similarly, faith is not something that produces instant gratification, right? You know, you don't get a huge sweeping change overnight uh, when it comes to faith. And the same is true with fitness, right? You know, you don't walk into the gym day one and get all of the results that you wanted. And you don't walk into a church on day one and suddenly just change completely as a person. It takes time, it takes consistency, and it takes intention, like we've talked about before, with your daily practice and habits and routines, regularly working out, regularly uh, reading the Bible and engaging in Bible studies and engaging with other believers. It's not a overnight process. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people, whether it's fitness, health, and or faith, like they view it as like this destination that they're trying to get to when it's not that at all. Like it's a journey and I never want to get to, I never want to hit the destination because that means that you can't continue to get better. And I think once I viewed, you know, my relationship with food and my health journey and my fitness journey as a journey instead of a destination, like you were saying, like the whole wedding day thing, like, okay, like that's a destination. And First of all, if you're just focused on the destination, you're not enjoying the journey. And what I love about like my personal faith journey and my personal um, fitness and nutrition journey is like, it's constantly evolving and there's no like ceiling. Like there's no place I, I know that, that I'm going to stop. And you know what, like there are going to be ups and downs. And, um, and like you said, like faith is a muscle just like, um, just, just like working out, like you can't just work out one day a week and expect to like see any progress. Like same with, with your faith, you can't go to church one day a week and then, you know, ignore God the other six days and expect to make any progress in your faith. And I think if you just view it all as a journey that you just always want to get better and you always want to grow, like, first off, you're not going to be so hard on yourself. You're not going to be like, wow, like I messed up. I wasn't my hundred percent best today. I always tell my clients, like the goal is what can we do to make today 1% better? What can we do to make like this meal 1% better? If you're 1% better is literally ordering a small fry instead of a large fry that all or nothing mindset might be like, oh my gosh, I'm still eating fries. And it's like, okay. But at the end of the day, like you just you cut it in half and it's still a step in the right direction. And people really need to ditch that all or nothing mindset. And I feel like they, um, like that all or nothing mindset people, you know, first of all, really use in the fitness industry. Like it's either they're tracking every single calorie working out every single day, or it's like, haven't worked out in a couple months, like vegetables, who see like <laughs> any of that. And it's like one or the other. And like, same with your faith, you might be caught in like this little faith kick where, you know, you're waking up every day and you're, 
um, journaling, you're doing your devotional, your Bible reading, you're really active in the church. And then something crazy happens, like, I don't know, a pandemic, and you just stop going to church. You, you stop doing your devotional, you stop doing your journaling. And it's like this all or nothing mindset. And I know, um, that happens a lot with little things like going on vacation where it's like everything that you were doing stops. And it's like, okay, well, what if you just said one day is better than no day at all? Um, it will probably set the mood for the rest of it. Like if you just work out that one day, it might stop at that one day, but it's better than no days. Or what if it's like, you know what, let me pull out my Bible and literally just read one little chapter. People will be like, one chapter, like what's the point? Or even one verse. Have you ever just like opened your Bible, read one verse and just kind of reflected on it? Like people think like, well, what's the point? Well, it sets the mood for other things and it is better than nothing. So it's just, I know I went on this giant tangent, but you know, it is a journey and it is, you know, you don't want to just focus on this all or nothing, like live in the gray area. The gray area is a great place to live. I could not agree more. Uh, I'm glad you brought all those points up. Uh, I like to promote consistency in routine. And sure, sometimes you can slow that down. So maybe you are on vacation, like you said, and you don't want to invest an hour of your time every single day working out on vacation. That's totally fine. Scale it back. Do a 10-minute workout or a 15-minute workout. Or if you're on the beach, go for a walk on the beach every morning or every night or do something like that. Something that has intention behind it that still moves you in the right direction, albeit at a slower pace. Same with uh, faith, as you brought up. You can literally play you know, a game of Bible roulette. Just grab your Bible, spin it to a page, pick out a verse on that page, read it, think about it, go about your day. It takes, what, three to five minutes? Everyone has time to do that, but it continues to uh, keep the habit of doing it on a daily basis alive. Habits are comparable to that of growing a tree. Uh, so when trees grow, they kind of develop root, roots that grow into the ground. And the longer the tree is alive, the deeper those roots go grow. So it becomes harder and harder to knock that tree down and um, get rid of it, so to speak. So a habit is the same thing. If you water it and nourish it and continue to invest in it every single day, even if it's a slower pace, it will continue to grow roots and become bigger and stronger and more powerful and harder to knock down and harder to get rid of. And that creates a resilience that applies to both faith and fitness in this case. Yeah, exactly. And like you were mentioning, like in the beginning, the roots aren't going to be that deep. So it, it's going to be harder, but like that's people rely so much. I know you love talking about this as well, but people love to rely like on motivation instead of discipline. And it's like, first of all, you're not going to be motivated every single day. It's not going to happen. Like you're going to have to, you know, practice some discipline and like <laughs> discipline is a muscle itself too. But, you know, over time, like these habits are just going to be so much easier and like you said like what is your intention behind it like I know um like we were talking about vacation like when me and my family like if we um go on vacation or we go to an airport um or an amusement park or anything like that like we always our little thing that we do is like we always take the stairs instead of like the elevator or the escalator and it's like we always it's just something like so small that literally maybe adds like I don't know 20 seconds to your day 
you know, is taking the stairs because you put a little pep in your step and you're just like, oh, like trying to beat the person next to you who's on the escalator. Um, and it's like those little things have intention and it's still like, I'm still getting some extra activity and I'm still moving. Um, you know, I'm still, you know, being physically active. And it's like, yeah, it might not be a day where I'm pumping iron for an hour, two hours, but like, I still have this intention. And over time, like, you're not even going to think about it. Like your roots are going to be so deep that it's, it's going to be a habit. And like anything that you start in the beginning is going to be tough. And that's why I tell people, you can't find time. Like you literally have to make time until it's a legit habit. Cause first of all, you're not going to just magically like find time and you will make time for anything like that's important to you. Like, are you ever too busy to pick your kid up from school? Like, sorry, I don't have time today. Like, no, you make time because like you got to, you have to pick up your kid from school. Like, so same goes with, you know, fitness and, and faith. Like, you know, in the beginning, yeah, you might only have like a five minute morning routine where you sit alone with God for five minutes. And then, you know what, a year later that you might have an hour of your morning that you dedicate to God, you know, same with working out your workouts might just start with, you know, going on a walk with your kids and your dog every day. And then it's like, all right, well, what's the next step? All right. You know what? maybe once or twice a week, I go for a run, maybe I'll, you know, get a gym membership, but it's so intimidating to just be like, all right, I've never worked out before. Let's join a gym. Let's work out two hours a day. Oh, I've never gone to church before. Small group, small group, volunteering, (laughs) church Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like it's, you're not going to be able to stick with any of these habits because they're not sustainable. You won't be consistent about it. And like, you won't enjoy it. So like, first of all, why waste your time doing something you don't enjoy? Like, especially say that with fitness, like I remember one time, um, I, you know, I had to incorporate a little more cardio for, you know, my, my cut for a powerlifting meet. Um, and I was, I think I was just doing like a treadmill walk. Oh no, no, no. I was on the bike. I was on the stationary bike. And someone told me like, you need to be on the elliptical. Like that's better well, better for who? Like if, if it's not something I enjoy, like, yeah, you know what, you know, what's the best sprinting for an hour straight. Yeah. That's going to burn the most calories, but are you going to do it more than once? Probably not. So who cares if it's quote unquote better for you, if it's not something that you're going to stick with. So, you know, I tell people find something that you enjoy. Like if you enjoy it, like I love drinking my morning coffee, like I put my collagen in it. I put my hazelnut protein powder in it. It's my favorite thing. So when I drink my coffee in the morning, that's when I take time to read the Bible, to do my devotional. You know, I have my cute little Papa John chair that I like to cuddle in and, you know, read my, read my devotional and drink my coffee. And it's like, yeah, I make that morning routine more fun and more enjoyable for me instead of just like sitting at like my desk and like opening my Bible, like it's not enjoyable. So it's not something I'm going to look forward to every day. So, you know, make things enjoyable. If you enjoy, you know, working out in a group of people, you know, joining a class, do it. If you enjoy working out at home with your Peloton app on your lonesome, you know, in your short shorts all by yourself where no one's looking at you, then do it, do what you like and what you enjoy. Cause then I'll be able to stick 
and make it a habit. That's why like all these diets that people say like, oh, keto is the best. Oh, Atkins is the best. Oh, nutrient, like all this stuff. Like, <clears throat> okay, but if it's not something you stick to and you enjoy, then literally what's the point? Like fitness and nutrition is not a one size fits all. Everyone's going to enjoy different different foods different types of activities like that's why there's not like a magical pill or like one way to do it because everyone's so different everyone has different preferences everyone's body is different everyone has you know you might like to work out in the morning and I like to work out at night like my husband likes to lift for fun I like to lift to compete you know if I told him he had to lift to compete he'd probably never lift again and if you told me I couldn't compete like then what's the, like, I feel like I have no goal to work toward. Like everyone is so different. And that's why it's so important just to really just get in tune with your body and your likes, your preferences. Like even growing up, me and my husband had very different experiences um, in the types of church we went to. You know, he grew up Mormon. I grew up non-denominational Christian. So now that my husband is non-denominational Christian with me and we go to church, He's like, why is it literally a concert when you walk into the church? Like, why is he that guy on the electric guitar? Like, he's so confused why the music is like that. And just because he's not used to it. So, you know, we find this happy medium of a non-denominational church that isn't rocking out too hard. And, you know, then we'll work them up to the crazy rock band churches. We'll get there. But, um, you know, everyone's just so different and used to so many different things that whether it's fitness, faith, um, you know, even like where you live, like I love me some crazy San Diego. And I know someone else might be like, yo, I want to live by myself in Texas. So everyone else is so different that everything in life, like there isn't like a one size fits all. Like you have to find what works for you. And I echo that anymore. Um, I do say I feel called out for that short shorts comment, though. Wow, you... <laughs> You, you must have seen me working out this morning. No, I'm I'm kidding. I I do unfortunately own a pair of short shorts, but I don't wear them. Um, they messed up our soccer team uniform one year, and I just haven't thrown them out. Uh, little mem- memorabilia, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I completely agree with everything you said. Right? It's kind of crazy that we have to tell people to do the things that they like to do, but that's the reality of the situation. There are so many trends. There are so many different ways to stay healthy and stay fit. And as you said, it's not one size fits all. What works best for me will not work best for someone else and so on and so on, right? There's professional athletes who are vegan and there's professional athletes who are carnivore, complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And yet there's some of the best of the best at what they do. So that speaks to the importance of finding what works for you through a process of self-experimentation and then sticking through it, uh, sticking to it. And that's a process of self-control to stay on that course, right? We see these different trendy things sometimes on social media or YouTube or whatever it is. And we kind of look at that and we think, wow, you know, that'd be, that'd be really cool if I tried that, you know, maybe I should just you know, skip leg day and do this, you know, upper body everyday thing for the next year and see what happens, right? It seems enticing, but we have the ability to exercise self-control against that temptation to uh, flee what is doing us right and what is uh, providing us fulfillment, whether that be in the realm of faith or fitness, we can stay on that right course and avoid uh, the wrong course 
but we have to exercise that self-control, right? Uh, and we all have the ability to do that. Second Timothy, I believe it's chapter one, verse seven. Uh, I'll give you the ESV because that's what I'm most familiar with. Um, I call it the extra sexy version for those who aren't familiar. Uh, <laughs> but for God gave us a spirit, uh, not of fear, but of power and of love and self-control. So we all have that gift, right? We all have the ability to exercise self-control and keep ourselves on a consistent, steady course. It's just a question of why don't we do it? Yeah. And like, I could challenge that as well. And, you know, and say that at the end of the day, like you decide what you do. If you wanted to work out upper body every single day for a year, guess what? you could. It is your body. I just want to say no one likes a, a guy with a buff upper body and little toothpick legs, but if you wanted to, you could. You could. And I think that's like the beautiful thing about fitness is like you can do essentially whatever you want, but but why are you doing it? You know, what, what is the point? Are you someone who just hops on every single trend and you're not consistent about anything? Like, cause then, yeah, what are your intentions? And I love that you bring up, you know, self-control because yeah, there's going to be so many temptations in this world, whether it is in the fitness world, in the faith world, or just in the secular world in, in general, there's so much. And like what I, what I've really done that has really helped me is like, we think that we have to make these decisions like right away. And like, we don't pray on it. You, you got to pray on it. Like we, like even me, I'm like, you know what? I remember there was this um, course that was, you know, I thought would be a great investment for my business. And instead of just hopping on it, like I feel like I normally would have, I really took a step back and like, I prayed on it because if it was meant to be, it would still be there the next day, the next week. Um, and I prayed on it. And it's really funny because like literally an hour later, someone came on my podcast who had a similar course, but it was faith-based and it was with women who were, you know, all Christians, but still entrepreneurs. And I was like, wow, if I would have just, you know, given into temptation right then and there and just like bought this course like I would have missed out on this great thing. So I think, um, you know, even if it's, you know, sh Hey God, should I work out upper body every single day? You know, maybe pray about it. And God might be like, yo, that's dumb. Don't do that, bro. And, and then it's like, all right, thank you, Jesus. And I know it sounds so silly and I'm like making a joke about it, but like God wants you to turn to him for like literally every single decision you make. I know with, with me, there was a point where, you know, I was doing all these powerlifting competitions and there was another competition coming up and everyone was like, are you doing it? Are you doing it? Are you doing it? And I wanted to say yes, but it was the ego in me that wanted to say yes. And I said, you know what? I need to pray on it. Like I really do. And I prayed on it for a while because it's, it's so hard to really like, hear the voice of God when your ego's in the way. And I knew that my ego is in the way and I prayed on it for a while. And then it was just like, God was like, no, like you aren't doing this for me anymore. Like you are doing this, like to prove a point you are doing this 
for your ego. You were doing it for yourself and for other people. And yeah, it was, it was like my own version of self-control that I had to do because, you know, I feel like a lot of people that are like, have to force themselves like to work out. And like, that was never my issue. My issue was like, yo, you've worked out like 37 days in a row. Like maybe you should take a break, you know? And God was like, you don't need to do this meet. You aren't like, first of all, I had a back injury. What was I doing? And like, I had other things that I needed to focus on, you know, especially my faith and my business and other things. And I really had to turn to God and God wants you to turn to him with things like that. He doesn't just want to want you to turn to him with, you know, big, crazy life decisions. Like he wants you to turn to him with like little life decisions too. And, um, ever since really bringing God into my fitness journey and, you know, the things that, that I go through, um, it's just like a whole new lens that, that I'm looking, that I'm looking through. And I've been able to enjoy my fitness journey more and then realize that, you know what, at, right now, if God literally took away all things fitness from me, that my life wouldn't shatter. And I think that was the biggest thing that I was so reliant on fitness and who I was in the fitness world, like being a power lifter, like um, I was so immersed in the competitive fighting world for a while, or like that was my identity and um, our identity should be in God. And while fitness and nutrition is this, you know, this gift that God's given me and, you know, one of my strengths that I have, it isn't my definition. It isn't what defines me. It isn't my identity. And if God did take it away from me, my life wouldn't shatter. Like I would still have a purpose. And, you know, I think we like to put our identity in so many different things, whether it's like your identity is in your career, your identity is in fitness, your identity is, you know, in something else, but then we don't put our identity in God. And I think that's when it really starts to get toxic. And like, you can still be immersed in the fitness world and love it and be passionate about it. But like, what is your identity in? at the end of the day, because if it was taken away from you, you shouldn't feel like your world is over. And I feel like that really happens a lot with like professional athletes, you know, like that is their world. And then when it's taken away, it's over. But if we, you know, just fully surrender to God and realize this is a gift that God's given us, but it's not who we are, then it's just, it's just really like a breath of fresh air. It definitely is. It's again, the intention behind what you're doing. I also like that you really brought up the uh, importance of checking your ego, right? Ego is the enemy at the end of the day. And that tends to be an area that most people, especially just stereotyping here, uh, guys tend to struggle a little more with ego than girls. Uh, again, slight stereotype there, but it's something that we all kind of need to give ourselves that personal gut check, you know, look in the mirror, and just kind of reconsider what we're doing and why we're doing it, right? Not many people, uh, I'll go out and say no one, really likes the person who goes to the gym and their whole goal and purpose is to lift more than someone else, right? You're not really impressing anyone with that. Now, if you go and you make a positive impact on those around you and you motivate and inspire and encourage them to 
move forward towards their goals, maybe help them along their journey. Now you have a lasting impact. Now you have something that is tangible, right? People, you, you had an impact on other people. They either met their goals or they didn't meet their goals. And you had a direct influence on that. And at the end of the day, what more can you ask for than being someone who not only do you succeed in your own endeavors, but you help others succeed as well. And that's something that we're all called to do in one way or the other is to work together in kind of like a community basis, so to speak, and help one another achieve our goals, right? We were meant to exist in community. We were not meant to exist in isolation. And I understand that some people find their health and fitness best when they work out, right? I work out alone, but I still want to share my own journey with other people to help inspire and influence them along their own journeys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like you said, like the person who, you know, is in the gym, um, just so focused on themselves and outlifting other people, like we see so many, um, like I said before, like professional athletes, like they'll get to the top, like where they're literally better than everyone in the world. And it's still not fulfilling to them. And there's so many times where we chase, um, some, some goal, whether, you know, it's to, to win first place in a competition, whether it's to, um, to lose X amount of pounds, whether it's, you know, even to go to school and, and get your degree and you come out the end of it and it's like, it's not fulfilling. You don't feel satisfied in a way. And like, I even remember, um, a point in, you know, my powerlifting career where I would come and I'd literally win first place and I'd go into my car and I'd cry because I feel like I still wasn't good enough. But then fast forward to today where I just competed in my first strongman competition and I got fifth place, probably out of like, I don't know, seven people. And I was so proud of myself. And it was like, it was so different because first of all, like I was doing it for God. Um, and it was more than just winning it, winning or losing. It was, I was so proud of pushing my body to this new level. I was so proud to really cheer on the other women who were in my weight class and my division. I was just, my head was in a completely different space. I was just so grateful to God, like to, to give me this experience and the ability to do this. I was grateful that I had, you know, supportive family who, you know, was watching via FaceTime, even though they, you know, they live across the country. I was just, I was just in such a different headspace that was like at the end of the day, when I got fifth place, like it didn't matter. I was so proud of myself. And we think that these end goals are going to bring us happiness. And it's like, no, because I used to get first place all the time and I was miserable. And, you know, you see these athletes who win first place in the Olympics and it's like, they feel like there's, there needs to be more, like this can't be it. And, you know, we can think of other things in our lives too. Like, like I know for me, like I, when I graduated with my degree, you want to feel like you're on top of the world, but it's like, all right, but what's next? And it, it really just matters like where your heart is, like, who are you doing it for? And I think once you really surrender everything over to God and you're doing things for God and like God is your purpose to live and not these like 
random accomplishments and achievements that it's just so it is really so amazing and it really just changes your perspective in like why you're doing what you're doing and what is what is your definition of good enough like I'm good enough and I'm enough because I'm a child of God there's no other reason why I can win last place in every single competition for the rest of my life you know I'm still good enough because I'm God's child you know and I think we really just need to like change our mindset around that or we're gonna literally just be disappointed for the rest of our lives agreed you've we've brought up a lot of uh points on the importance of connecting faith with fitness now how do people go about doing that or how should people go about doing that is there you know one specific recommendation that you give people that you work with or how can people go about combining their fitness practice with their faith practice Yeah, I think the first one, and we all know this answer, but we still, many of us don't do it, is open the Bible. Like everything is written right there in front of you. Just open the Bible. Um, And, you know, like we've talked about, everyone's faith journey and fitness journey is going to be so different. But, um, you know, open the Bible and and read the word of the Lord and he'll, he'll tell you. I think just really being patient. And there's so many times where we're focusing on speaking to God, talking to God, talk, 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 but we don't like take a second to listen. So I'd, you know, recommend listening if that's, you know, just reading the Bible and then just kind of reflecting if it's journaling, if it's just like sitting in silence. Um, I'd highly recommend that. And then something that I do a lot with my clients, because we work a lot on um, confidence is I'm big on affirmations, but make them Christ-centered affirmations because those can't be argued with, you know, like God made you one of a kind. God made you with a purpose. That is a fact. You can't argue with that. But if you're, you know, affirmations are just like, I'm strong, like I'm beautiful. I'm good enough. There's going to be days where you're going to be like, that's not true. That's not true. I don't believe in that. So I think really just implementing God-centered affirmations into your everyday, um, you know, in, into your workouts. Like if you're writing down your workouts on um, on a whiteboard, maybe do a Bible verse of the day. I know in the beginning, it's going to be really weird, like fitness and faith, like those are very two separate things, but I promise like with practice and consistency, like they're gonna, they're gonna be one. So, you know, my, my number one tip to everyone is just open the Bible. You know, if you're someone who has made time for the gym every single day, you can take five minutes a day to, you know, open the Bible and and read a couple verses to reflect, um, to pray. Like I love to pray before, like I work out. Um, I love to pray after I work out, you know, implement, just start doing like these little things that you do for your faith and bring them into, um, your fitness journey as well. And it'll start make to make a little more sense as time goes on, but you have to, you know, practice faith and use it like a muscle as well. Those are great actionable pieces of advice, Miranda. Now, one last question I have is when it comes to working out, a lot of people work out to music and well, 
some music is you know nice and clean and upbeat and good and some music uh well it's a little bit less than holy so to speak so is it okay for people to be working out to music that may not necessarily line up with the language that you might use uh in church so to speak i don't want to like give a a straightforward answer because like, who am I to judge, you know, and at the end of the day, you're going to have to answer to God, you know, not to me or to you. Um, but you know, what are, what are you feeding your soul? Like you want to grow in your fitness uh, yeah, in your fitness and health journey. So, you know, you eat these whole foods and these healthy foods to help you grow. But if you want to grow in your faith, like, what are you feeding your mind? You know, are you listening to, um, are you listening to some old Kanye West <laughs> where he's, you know, Kanye West got a Christian album out now, so you can listen to that one, but you know, what are you feeding your mind? Is it, um, you know, these toxic lyrics, you know, what are you feeding your mind when you go home and you turn on Netflix? Like, are you watching things that just are not helping you grow in your relationship with God. And, you know, I think the first step really is identifying it. So in recognizing it, because you're probably someone, if you're listening, you're someone who just like listens to, you know, this mainstream inappropriate music and you don't even notice that like it's bad. And like your first step might just be like, you know what, maybe this isn't the best. And the fact that you recognize it, that's a great first step. Um, but, you know, you're going to have to answer to God at the end of the day. And, you know, you're going to have to grow in your own faith journey. And, you know, if your first step is just putting on that censored version on Pandora, so no bad words come up, like, that's a step in the right direction. But I know with me, like, I like to see it as a challenge. Like, yeah, it's going to be easier to work out to these crazy insane like you know songs but like have you ever tried getting a good pump to literally know music or to a podcast it's hard like that's a challenge you know and I'm up for a challenge but you know it's kind of cool I don't know if anyone's ever listened to some there's some hardcore Christian music out there where it's like I'm so motivated like you don't just have to listen to Hillsong like there's other stuff out there there's Christian rap and it's pretty good so you know it just expanded it's so easy to be caught up in the secular world and of course we're gonna we're gonna want to listen to these mainstream you know music that's out there but just because it's normal doesn't mean it's right agreed could not could not agree with that more actually uh and there's so many bands out there like you said like um skillet for example like my high school football team listened to skillet before games and you know as a team we were not necessarily the most uh faith-centered at the time uh but we're listening to music that is technically considered christian rock um so there are plenty of bands out there and maybe before we release this uh podcast i'll see if i can put a little spotify playlist together some of my favorite songs to work out to that uh, kind of go along with the clean theme a little bit more. Uh, and you'd be surprised at, you know, different bands that you can find that have songs that are pretty clean. And when you take the lyrics that they say and put them in a different context, they can almost be powerful uh, faith-based songs in the same way that we look at songs uh, in the uh, secular world. So for example, um, a lot of people 
listen to a song like uh, we'll go Waking Lions by Pop Evil, one of my favorite songs, great band. Uh, and the whole premise of the song is about someone who is waking their internal lions. Uh, now, for whatever reason, we don't know. But when we think about faith, right, there's going to be things that we do that really ignite the fire for us with faith that make us want to do some of the things that the song uh, chorus says. So it'll make us feel like we can stand up 100 feet tall, things that'll make us feel like we can run 100 miles strong. Uh, and one of the my favorite lines in that specific chorus is I will never be the same, right? After we awaken a certain part of us, whether it be uh, for faith or for fitness uh, purposes, we will not be the same, right? We want permanent change in who we are uh, because of that healthy habit that we've cultivated, whether that's a uh, relationship with our creator and savior or a relationship with ourselves that makes us a more um, equipped and healthier individual. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's so true. And like, you know, people who are really fully immersed in the health and fitness world, like they know that they say like, it's literally 80% nutrition and 20%, you know, fitness and workouts. And like, you know, the same can go with your faith. If you're, you're feeding yourself all these, you know, mainstream secular, um, things, whether it's music, um, TV, things you're like watching on TikTok or Instagram, like the profiles you follow, like it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna outweigh, oh, it, it, that stuff is going to outweigh, you know, you're, oh, you're reading your Bible every morning or you're going to church on Sunday. And it's like, but yeah, are you practicing it? And I actually have a friend who, um, He's a power lifter and he is hardcore atheist, um, but he loves his Christian screamo band that he listens to when he works out. So you guys, if a full on atheist can listen and work out to hardcore screamo, that's faith based, you can listen to some Christian music too. <laughs> it's it's doable it, you just gotta you gotta dabble in it you know you gotta look around I you know there's some people I follow on Instagram where they they put together a, a Christian Spotify workout playlist and I'm like cool because I wouldn't have been able to find all these things by myself and you know they're obviously upbeat and good for working out you know try someone else's Christian playlist you, you can google it you can probably look type in Spotify like Christian workout playlist and there's gonna be ones that come up like give it a try see see what you're doing and like I said the first step is really recognizing like like this isn't good like there was this show that everyone was talking about on Netflix um I don't know if you heard it but it was called I think it was called like sex and life or something um yeah first of all red flag in the name but I remember everyone was like saying it was good so I played it and I like kind of was watching the first episode and I was like wow, I feel so uncomfortable. And I feel like the old me wouldn't have been uncomfortable. Like this would have been, you know, a show on Netflix. And it was kind of like, it's kind of cool to be like, wow, like I've grown in my face so much for something like this is super uncomfortable. So I obviously turned it off and didn't watch it. But, you know, we see, especially with the music industry, like WAP and stuff that these things are just slowly starting to be normalized. We're like, first of all, that would have been a song in the nineties like, like, uh, uh, and, but we're like, 
expected to evolve with this inappropriateness. And, you know, it's definitely um, a faith check that we have to do and to not get caught up with evolving with the secular world because it's just going to continue to get worse, but still normal. So, you know, that's another battle that as Christians, we're going to have to fight, especially in the fitness world, because you go to, you know, a big gym and they have the music playing and, you know, it's really inappropriate. Um, So definitely another battle we all all have to deal with. Completely agree with you, Miranda. So for people listening who want to keep up to date with everything that you're doing and find out more about you, where can people find you at? Yeah, so um, definitely give me a follow on Instagram. It is at this is Miranda Lee. You can email me. This is Miranda Lee at gmail.com um, or, you know, go listen to my podcast. It's called the Empowered Podcast. So M-Powered Podcast. Um, and, you know, all those links are either on my website or on my Instagram. But yeah, come come say hi. And we will link to all those in the description below. So if you didn't quite catch them all, you can just click there and check out all the awesome stuff that Miranda is doing. Miranda, thank you so much for your time and for coming on our podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Brawn Body Health and Fitness Podcast. If you like this episode, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and share this episode with a friend who you think would enjoy hearing it. Additionally, if you want to help support this podcast and keep future episodes going, please check out our links below where you can support us directly or through engaging in any of our affiliate marketing links. Last, please make sure you check us out on social media at Braun Body and leave a five-star review, especially if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify.